Are you feeling stuck, lost, or confused about what to do next in your career? Then the Manifest Your Career podcast is just right for you. I'm your host, Dr. Norma Reyes, a career mindset coach. I help successful Latinas who are battling self-doubt, self-sabotage, and imposter syndrome. I teach my clients how to combine their intuition, skills, and knowledge so that they can manifest their dream career. It's time you start listening to your inner wisdom and guidance. Tune in each week to the Manifest Your Career podcast and learn how to align your mindset to your career goals. Keep listening and together we'll manifest your dream career. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is episode 62 and today I will be talking to you guys about dealing with burnout, the five stages of burnout, and how you can reduce burnout in your life and prevent it in the future. So first, before we get started, I just want to put it out there. Burnout happens to everyone and it can happen even when you don't expect it. It can happen if you love your job. And of course, if you don't love your job, it can happen more often. But know that it happens to everyone no matter what. So by understanding what it can look like can really help you be able to be proactive about it. So I will be sharing the information from thisiscalmer.com. And this study was also inspired by Wyona State University study on burnout. So remember, burnout can affect anyone at any time in their lives. You may actually be in burnout and not even realize it that you're in burnout because you don't even know the difference. Burnout is just a single term of a collective of symptoms that we have or experience. But you can also think of burnout as survival mode. You know, you may not even know anything else. You may only know survival mode. So how do you know you're in burnout if that's all you ever known? So the five stages that thisiscalmer.com talks about are the honeymoon phase, the onset of stress, stage three being chronic stress, stage four being burnout, and then stage five being habitual burnout. So the honeymoon phase is when we take on a new task, a new job, and of course your energy level is feeling high, high job satisfaction, you feel committed to the activities that you're doing, you have energy, you have creativity. It really is a high flow. Yes, you wake up, you're excited, ready to get the work done, you come home, you are tired because of course everyone is tired after eight hours of work but you don't feel depleted. You feel ready to decompress and enjoy being at home or whatever you do after work. Stage two of burnout is the onset of stress. So burnout begins with an awareness that some days may feel a little more difficult than others. You might find that you're not as excited about work anymore or the project that you're working on, and you might have some common symptoms affecting either you physically, mentally, or emotionally. Some of those are anxiety, maybe avoiding to make decisions. You might see a change in your appetite. 
you might have some forgetfulness, some fatigue. Um, you might not feel as rested after your sleep. And you, all of and some irritability, some lower productivity. So these are just a few different things, right? Just some common symptoms that might happen, but you will know it yourself, right? You know the difference between maybe the first time you started a project or the first time that you started a new job or a new position, you were really excited about them, but then that'll wane over time, which is natural. But then if some stress starts to pile on, you begin to feel a little more low energy. You don't want to rise in the morning to go to work. You really just can't wait to get off of work so you can just go home. So those are the beginning, the beginning signs of like, hey, there's some burnout coming. Stage three is when you are beginning to feel a lot of chronic stress. So maybe there's more stress at work, more deadlines. Maybe you are dealing with some toxic coworkers that are making your job feel more stressful. Maybe you have a boss that you can't relate to. And so you're just feeling that constant stress at work. So some of the symptoms that you could be experiencing are maybe some anger, some resentfulness, or you might even feel apathetic about everything, have a cynical attitude. You have a feeling of being threatened or panic. You feel pressured, out of control. You may increase alcohol or drug use, or maybe you increase caffeine use. Another mark sign is maybe you stop doing some of the things you enjoy doing. You have a lack of hobbies, withdrawing from going out with friends or family. So those are some of the symptoms that can include in that chronic stress phase of burnout. So at stage four is when you're entering burnout. And again, there's not like a hard and fast rule or a timeline on when this could happen. It can happen quicker for others. It can happen slower for others. It really depends on how you manage your stress levels and whether it actually leads to some burnout or not. So stage four is burnout. It's where symptoms become critical. So you're continuing as normal as often as possible, but in this state, it becomes increasingly difficult to cope. So it's really hard for you to take on any new pressures, take on any new projects. Maybe there are sudden changes and you just feel like, oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore. So some other common symptoms include chronic headaches, chronic stomach or brow problems, continuing or increased activities of escapism. So escapism is when you binge on Netflix or go and read books or binge podcasts, whatever it is, right? whatever your personal way of escaping from reality. Um, you see those activities increasing. You feel a lot more self-doubt. You might be isolating yourself. You're feeling empty inside. Those are some of the more common symptoms of burnout. Of course, just because you experience some of these doesn't mean that you are in full-blown burnout. You might just not be feeling great, but that's why at the end of this, I'm going to give you guys ways on how to reduce burnout and how to avoid or prevent burnout from happening again. And the final stage of burnout is habitual burnout. This means that the symptoms are so embedded in your life 
that you're likely to experience a significant ongoing mental, physical, or emotional issue, as opposed to occasionally experiencing stress or burnout. And some of that can be chronic mental fatigue, chronic physical activity, chronic sadness, depression. You may have chronic physical issues. And, you know, this is just a summary, right, of the five stages of burnout. And again, it's just a label. You can call it survival mode. You can call it whatever you want to call it. As long as you are recognizing that your energy has been depleted, you no longer feel joy. You're not waking up excited about anything. You know, even the things that bring you joy and pleasure just feel numbing. So when you are beginning to experience maybe even just a few of these symptoms, you really need to see them as warning signs, little red flags telling you, hey, something's going on here. Because what happens is we are experiencing all of this different stress in our lives. And instead of taking a moment to pause, reflect, refresh, reset, we just keep going and going and going until we end up snapping at somebody, (laughs) probably a grocery store worker or the coffee shop person because, you know, they misspelled your name. If you're finding yourself doing those things and one, there's two types of people, the one person that just is like, whatever, it's the other person or the other person who's like, God, why did I just do that for? So if you are finding yourself having moments where you are snapping, where you're not finding any joy in the things that you used to love to do, you're not making any time for things that you love doing, that essentially what you're doing is waking up, getting to work, coming home from work, eating, going to sleep, you know, sitting down and watching Netflix and all of that just on repeat, right? And just it just feels terrible to be doing that. So now what can you do? What can you do if you are having days of this, weeks of this, if basically you don't even know when you didn't do this? First is really beginning to create awareness. That is the first. So you listen to this whole episode, so now you have some awareness. Take some time to journal, right? What areas of my life am I feeling burnt out in? What areas of my life do I still have some joy in? What areas of my life have I allowed myself to continue to just be in burnout mode? Do that. Do some journaling, right? To create that awareness because sometimes we may not even realize that something's an issue, even though we know something's not right. Next, it's starting to create space for rest, You can start with maybe on your days off from work. From your days off from work, you intentionally spend some time resting. And I don't mean just sleeping and I don't just mean sitting down watching TV. That is not resting. Sitting down watching TV or YouTube or whatever it is that you do to escape reality, that's not actual rest. Rest can be you know, maybe sitting on the couch with your eyes closed, but intentionally just being present with your eyes closed. It could be sitting outside if the weather's nice and you have a space that you can feel safe in where you go and you just 
sit outside and it doesn't even have to be very long. Um, what always kind of makes me surprised about how little we need to give to our bodies and mind and soul to really replenish ourselves. You know, people will complain they don't have time to work out, but they'll binge four hours every day on Netflix. But really, like our body only needs 15 to 30 minutes of physical activity, and it's good for the whole day. Same thing for rest, right? Five to 10, 15 minutes of just simply closing our eyes with the intention of I'm just going to be present in this moment. Even right now, just close your eyes and take a breath and release. That in itself is a moment to pause and recharge. So start to create that space for rest through a daily routine. Do it in the morning if it works for you. Do it in the midday if that works for you, in the evening. And you know, give, try it out in different times because sometimes in the morning it might work for you and sometimes middle of the day might. And then finally, you know, in the evening it might work. Keep trying. I will tell you that I have had my daily routine for over two years now. Do I get it the same way every single day? No, of course not. And then there would be weeks that I wouldn't be able to fit it in. And then I realized that I was leading myself to burnout. So it happens to everyone, right? When one of the other signs that wasn't mentioned on thisiscalmer.com, one of the signs that I see is if I start to see clutter, like clutter in my spaces. So if I see clutter on my desk, if I see clutter in my bedroom, if I see laundry not being put away, I then know that, okay, my stress is overwhelming me because I can't get to some of the things that I normally would just find, such as laundry. So you will know your own signs of what that might be. For me, it's like a clutter on my desk, clutter you know, in my spaces that I occupy around the house, right? We all have our designated little spots that everyone likes to, right? Because we're creatures of habit. So just go and see what are the areas that you spend time in the most or what are they looking like? Are they looking cluttered? So the one of the basic things you can do is literally decluttering, right? Going and sorting, stop putting that um, to the back burner and take the time to declutter. Like before recording this episode, I actually decluttered the front bench that our entryway bench where all our shoes are because it drives me nuts when the shoes are not in the bench. <laughs> and that that happens when the shoes aren't being put in there properly, right? Or maybe there's other things that don't need to be there. So I'm like, I'm going to refresh this, my, this whole weekend is what I'm going to do is just refresh and really just try to throw out and declutter everything that's no longer bringing us any joy and that are just building up stagnant energy, right? That's another reason for rest and decluttering is to move the stagnant energy that builds up in you because stress is causing inflammation in your body and inflammation gets stuck in your body, you know, causes health issues. And when you don't move that energy, it just builds up, right? And you can feel it in your body. It may be feeling like, you know, muscle aches, you know, your knees might hurt, whatever is hurting in your body. Those are just signs 
that you are feeling stressed and your body's trying to ask for help. Another way for you to work on reducing burnout and preventing burnout is do an honest check-in with your loved ones. If you feel safe enough to be able to ask your loved ones the questions, then ask them, say, hey, you know what? I think I've been feeling really overwhelmed. Can you tell me what you see? Can you tell me what you think I need? Sometimes we might not know what we need. And if you are asking for help, it relieves that pressure of feeling like you're doing it all alone. It really does. So if you feel safe enough to check in with your loved ones and let them know how you're feeling and what they can recommend, I highly recommend that. If you don't have family, you know, there's always friends, but someone that you feel that you can ask for help and honest feedback. All right, so this is my last tip for you guys, and I'm ending it with the importance of understanding the moon cycles and how the moon cycles can really help you in preventing burnout and really keeping your life balanced. So I love using the moon to kind of figure out what is going on with me. So a few days ago, I went from feeling top of the sky, really active, happy, joyous to the next day feeling run over, tired, you know, feeling really, really low. And I want you guys to know that that happens to everyone. The all of a sudden you wake up feeling super low and you're like, why am I doing this? I really just would rather just stay in bed all day long. So those things happen, right? And so I went to go look at my chart because I'm like, where's the moon? Where's the moon? Why why did this happen? It's even for myself, it's not something that I'm consciously always aware of until I'm not feeling that great. And so I went to go check and the moon was in Taurus and in Taurus is in my 12th house. And 12th house is a time for, you know, reflection, rest, and I was having a lot of work activities and appointments for the kids. Oh, of course, I am not doing what I should be doing. And next time, what I need to do is make sure that when I'm scheduling appointments for the kids, that I do it during between the new moon and the full moon and not after the full moon. So I could avoid, right, reduce the chances that I'm going to deplete myself. Of course, with work, we don't always have the liberty to be like, well, we can't have the meeting after full moon because this is the time to rest. (laughs) But like, I can't accept this meeting. It's after the full moon. You come back, come back after new moon. No, so since we can't, then you have to build in that rest for yourself. So reducing the number of activities that you're doing between the full moon and the next new moon, right? So let's, let me take it back just a bit so I don't confuse you guys. So from the new moon, that's when the new lunation cycle starts. The, from the new moon to the full moon is about 14 days. That time is definitely a time of go, 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 being more social, uh, starting new projects, being out and about. After the full moon is when the moon's energy is getting smaller. It really is a time for rest, staying more at home, self-reflection, recharging. Of course, in everyday life, we can't just hibernate. And it doesn't really mean to do that. It just means that you need to make sure that you're taking that extra time 
Let's imagine everything else stays the same, but the weeks between the full moon up into the new moon, you take more time, more intentional time to reflect, more intentional time to do longer meditations, longer yoga, longer moments of silence, whatever it is that you like to do to recharge for yourself. So when we do this, then we're more likely to reduce burnout or even prevent it from happening in the first place. So back to the example of this past week when I felt really, really low energy, like I just felt in my body like, oh my gosh, I just, I'm tired. I can barely make it today. One, I recognized it. Two, I shared about it on social media. So sometimes sharing about it can really, really help, right? Because when we are feeling low or burnt out or sad or whatever negative emotion that we're feeling, we can feel very, very alone. But when we share how we're feeling, there could be one others that really are just there for you and say, hey, I completely understand or I know how you feel. And that just lifts you up, right? By sharing with others, you allow others to be able to be there and lift you up when you're not able to lift yourself up. So that's one thing that I did. And then the other thing that I did was I just allowed myself to go and sit on the couch and watch something that didn't need me to be thinking about what I was watching. And I allowed myself to not have to do any extra work while I was watching. Like I literally was very present in the moment of watching what I was watching, not on my phone, enjoying my moment there. And I I really did enjoy it. And then I went to bed early. I went to bed at nine and I really woke up the next day super refreshed, even shocking to my own self. But it was a really good reminder, right? When you practice what you preach, because I'm not perfect. I don't always get to do everything, but I will say I've been doing great this past few months. So that's probably why I was able to recognize my low energy, do something about it so that the next day I wasn't burnt out. Because what happens is, say that I didn't do that, say that I had low energy and I just pushed through, pushed through, pushed through and did more than I should have, right? And the next day and the next day and the next day, it would have gone so far that I would just be numb, like, oh my gosh, I just don't wanna be here. Every day would just start to feel repeat. So if you are finding yourself feeling like your days are stuck on repeat, first, know that it's okay, you are not alone. And then next, start taking some steps to create space for rest, whatever that means. That could mean sitting in your car in the parking lot when you're about to go pick up your kids. You know, we go running from point A to point B to point C, and we don't take a moment to just pause. So even if it means three minutes that you sit in the parking lot before you go pick up your little one, then do that. You know, whatever it means. I know that sometimes taking a shower can be a lot for moms. I'm a mom, so I know that sometimes it feels like, oh my gosh, I got to rush through it. Nope. Prep your family. I'm going to take a longer shower. I'm going to take a bath today and create those small spaces for yourself. If there's something you really enjoy, a treat of some sort, whatever it is, create a space for it, even if it it has to wait till your day off, right? 
make that be one of the first things you do. Don't push it to the bottom of the list of everything that you want to get done. Do the things that bring you joy first. So that is it for today. Let me know if you have any questions. Send me a DM on Instagram at Manifest Your Career. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Manifest Your Career podcast with me, your host, Dr. Norma Reyes, a career and mindset coach. Learn more today on manifestyourcareer.com.